resurrection. Uh, should that be pointed this way? I think it was pointed. Okay. Um, so that's good uh, thought to relate uh, the fire because whenever we see fire, we have candles and so forth. That can remind us of God's love. That the candle is consumed, isn't it? Like, originally, you can put your hand over it for, like, a solid ten minutes, and you will not, like, get any burns. Well, then that would be like the fire of the burning bush. You know more than I do. (laughs) And then the second question is, um, in Revelation, it says that the Son of Man will not come until all the nations have been preached his word. Mm -hmm. Um. But people are constantly leaving and coming this world into this world. And then follow up question, how do we make sure that like our jobs as Christians we don't over excel or over like stall this like spread of Christianity because God told us to be fishers of men. He didn't tell us to force our religion upon people. And then there are some people that take preaching way too far and saying that, like, you're going to go to hell if you don't come to Christianity. So, have fun. Um, but, so how do we, like, draw the fine line in between not over-excelling our religion and not stalling it? I guess what I'm trying to say is, how do we know what God wanted from us when we preach to them? The only way we can know is through the Holy Spirit. So there was a famous um, hermit in Russia in the 19th century, Seraphim of Sarov, said, Acquire the Holy Spirit, and multitudes will find salvation near you. Not through you, but just near you. In other words, if you're burning with the fire of God's love, it will emit light and heat to those who are open and seeking. And it will convert people without you even trying. (laughs) You may have to speak the words of truth. There's a heaven, there's a hell. There'll be a final judgment. Or you may not have to speak. Look at Jesus on the cross, dying. He didn't speak a single word to that thief on the right, did he? But because... God's love was burning in his heart and he had peace in the midst of this pouring out every drop of his blood, this man was touched and converted and brought into the kingdom. So Jesus didn't force it on him because there's the other one on the other side. (laughs) Same witness. He saw everything the other thief thought and didn't convert. So Jesus should be our model for living the gospel, becoming a burning furnace of God's love, and then letting the Holy Spirit do the rest. Does that make sense? Okay, good. (laughs) 
you talked a lot about um, separating light from darkness and us being separate uh, from the other if we truly want to be with God and want to be holy. Um, practically in our schools or in our work, how can we do that? Especially that the others, they look okay like most of the People, though uh, unbelievers, they are still fine. They are good people. Should we still separate? And 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 in what sense? Sometimes you do have to separate yourself by saying, as a Christian, I don't believe that. And then, if the door is open to explain that, you have to be ready to, as Peter says, give an account for the hope that is within you. So sometimes. There may be as a door open to explaining and sharing the faith. Maybe other times you just have to walk away. You can't be part of that conversation or whatever. So you have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit, how should I act here? How can I glorify God by my action, by my words, by my silence? <laughs> it could be any of those. But you have to be aware that Christians are different and we serve another God than the world serves. Is that okay? Okay. All the way over here. Okay. Hi. Jesus said that he was going to make a second coming. Um... What does this mean exactly? Okay. Well, he had a first coming at Bethlehem, didn't he? He came as a little baby, weak and humble. But he said he would come again in glory with his angels, triumphant, to judge the whole world. In other words, his second coming will wind everything up. It's the end of time. And everyone will be judged, worthy either of heaven or hell. So his second coming will not be in weakness, but in power, in glory, in majesty. And so Jesus says, everyone will see him, everyone will know him. And those who love him will rejoice, and those who do not love him, will ask the mountains to fall on them, cover them, hide us, because they're terrified by his coming. That's the second coming. <laughs> okay, oh well, let's see if someone else, you had your couple questions. <laughs> Maybe the uh, last one. Uh, right here. Oh, okay. Um, so my question is, I think I myself is very far away from God's holiness. And um, it's uh, it's something that, you know, I, I want to think about today when I go home and, you know, every day. But can you sum up again the things that you said towards the end of your talk? To be in God's holiness all the time and be in his presence. So... What do I need to do exactly to be in God's holiness? So, can you repeat 
Well, remember I said that since Jesus came, God's holiness, we know, is a person. It's the Holy Spirit. So it's not just an awesome essence of God. The essence of God is holiness. It's not even a quality of God. It's who he is. Now, that, since Jesus came, has become personal. It's not just an abstract um, definition of God. It's a real person that we can get to know. And we can allow him to cleanse our heart, to enlighten our mind, to give us the gifts that we need to serve Christ uh, in his body, the gifts of ministry, um, the fruits of the Spirit that we're called to bear for God's glory. So all of this comes through a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. And in order to open ourselves to that, we need to first repent and to call upon Jesus to save us and ask us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. So it's not enough just to have in our mind, I believe in the Trinity, but to know that he wants to live within us through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why Seraphim says the whole goal of the Christian life is to acquire this personal relationship with the third person of the Trinity. In other words, we live in the age of the Holy Spirit. The Old Testament was the age of the Father, the New Testament, the age of Jesus, and now since the end of the New Testament, the age of the Holy Spirit working throughout creation, drawing all things to Christ. But he wants to do that through each person who opens their life to him. And we need to pray every day and ask the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts, to drive out fear, because the Holy Spirit basically is God's love. And when that becomes personal, then it becomes, uh, we become separated from the world, we become holy, we become transformed and pleasing to God. So pray for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> That's the secret. One more question? Okay. Or is it like kind of a message when God appears to us? When God appears to us personally? Yeah. Like in a vision? Well, yeah. (laughs) Not everyone's given a vision like Isaiah. That's, you know, a special calling. Most of us, God approaches through our heart, through impressing his love upon us, his uh, truth, his wisdom, So, this is something that he develops. He doesn't need to give everyone a miracle or a physical vision with your eyes. 
But as you grow, you, the eyes of your heart and the ears of your heart become open to God, inspiring you, speaking, breathing into you his life. So the purpose is to let God live in us and through us so that it's no longer our life but his life. And it's no longer our will directing us but his will directing us. And then we will be truly children of God. Okay. Yeah, we thank uh, Pilgrim George again. Let's... Uh, Amina Lilloya looks ever trinke, yoke, onyum de martiken in kyoinke, so say on a sonny on an arm into no shivon and go in mojo. Isus behrest, so says my piplomet, tiron pit, and take matter, restos of choice, ni aro, nem ni mominem, ni sitinem, ni carpus, sotim one o nine on kiriadeso. Nogi sona minas moerois, moerois, timetania conievum, unbias, mumbe Christos benoti. O King of peace, grant us your peace, establish for us your peace, and forgive us our sins. For thine is the power, the glory, the blessing, and the majesty forever. Amen. Make us worthy to pray thankfully. Our Father, who art in hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Be done on earth as give us this day our day, and forgive us our trust. As you forgive those who trespass, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Through Christ Jesus our Lord, for thine is the kingdom, power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The love of God the Father, the grace of his only begotten Son, our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ, the communion and gift of the Holy Spirit be with you. Go in peace, and may the peace of the Lord be with you. We have a couple of small announcements. This is a very big weekend, so uh, once again.